0: podcast. This is the uh, voice of Gen X. My name is Mike Bars. We got uh, Scott Pilkey over here as well and our producer, as we'll call him right now, Snake Ryan with us uh, to start this podcast. And uh, basically what this is, is a uh, time to lead is what we're talking about. We're talking about Generation X. We're talking about uh, the things that influence us, our generation, but we also want to bleed it down into the Generation X, Y, Z. You get the whole thing is what we're trying to do here. So This is kind of our first little uh, venture into it. So to give us a little background here, just to kind of what we're all about, I've had 28 years in the broadcast industry and um, got in touch with my old friend from high school, Scott Pilkey, who has been in the coaching world, actually started out in the broadcasting field and um, saw that he was kind of doing this, you bring one, which I'll let him explain what that exactly is. It's kind of developing younger kids and recruiting kids to play uh, college football. And in this process, we just kind of got talking about the communication and how people are branding themselves, especially in this younger generation, and, uh, and how our older generation, our generation, is trying to reinvent ourselves and still try to have that same passion, or we still have that passion to pass it down to future generations. So let me um, start off with, uh, with Scotty. Good to see you, man. After all these years, we finally connected and um, kind of start about how we've been talking about this for months about possibly doing this.
1: Well, you know, when we talk about where we are right now in our lives, uh, everybody's taking a look and reevaluating how they're going to, you know, for us in our mid fifties, for example, we're looking at what's the second half or, you know, our parents are playing the back nine or, you know, there's a lot of the cliches that we've kind of lived in for a very long time. And, but to look at us now, and where you've accomplished certain things, you've, you've failed in certain things, you've been successful, relationships, money, whatever it is. And you realize, as you get a little bit older, you have more to give, there's more to develop, there's more to uh, pass on. But I kind of look at today's world as, uh, you know, we're kind of all pooling together, Generation X, Generation Y, Generation Z, And for me, it's not about traditional leading. It's not about leading in front and having everybody else do what you tell them to do. There's so much we can learn from each generation where Generation X can provide mentorship, increase communication skills of younger generations, of how to lead, maybe give them some information of some of the things that they haven't gone through, maybe because of the pandemic or because a lot of life is Live in virtual environments. Not to say that those virtual environments aren't teeming with you know skill sets that our generation and older generations have yet to really you know manifest into visceral reality. So that's kind of what we're talking about today is where are we now and where can we go with this going forward? So that's kind of the, the way, and every week I just want to be able to start off with a perspective, and then kind of drill down into it and make sure that we don't just have our opinions, but we can critically think again and communicate through all the differences, through all the changes that everyone's going through constantly. But ultimately, where we come from is the way we were brought up on how it was to compete at all costs. How do you how do you win in this life? You know what do you have to sacrifice? Commitment, all that kind of stuff. Not that that stuff doesn't exist today, but it has expanded exponentially as our younger people have had access to technology. They see everything. Where all three of us that are on this today may have only had one wall to run through, you know, because our dads told us to, or whatever the situation was. But this, this podcast is to get beyond that, beyond the branding, like you were saying earlier, of just this is what represents me. What am I actually going to bring into the world the second half of my life? That's what this podcast is about. So I'm really, really enjoying the opportunity to work with you and Ryan on this podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah, Scott, let's talk about that, kind of how we kind of reconnected after all these years. I mean, we stayed in touch, you know, um, through social media, which is kind of like the way people have once it started kind of getting hot back in 2005 um, and then kind of catching up on life and stuff. And I was really interested in watching what you've been doing Um, as a coach and then in recruiting, I mean, I know you started in the media world for a little while and then went into coaching. Um, I went into the media world right away and kind of went up to the, you know, to the network and, you know, was just kind of disenchanted by the whole thing and how things are advancing and especially social media, which we can get into. That's a big hot topic and obviously something you deal with with the recruiting, but our connection just kind of, I saw what you were doing. You were posting things on LinkedIn And um, just kind of talk about what you're doing with uh, You Bring One, because that was the 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 main point that I saw that you were doing that I was really interested in and thought, hey, what can I add to that as well? Because I have all this knowledge after all these years of being in the media world and, um, you know, from ESPN to Good Morning America to Chicago to L.A., New York, you know, and I feel like, you know, our generation, this is how we got kind of talked because I was at a crossroads and I saw what you were kind of like coaching as you as you do so well and so thought what can I add you know because I feel like we're our generation is kind of forgotten right now it's like yeah you guys you did your thing now this is this is our time and our brand and this is how we're gonna grow up as opposed to the way that we grew up you know we probably grew up similar you know ways we didn't have all this access to constant communication and oh my gosh what's this person doing and I have to do what this person's doing You know, we kind of forged our own path as well. But as we started talking, I was really interested. I mean, you're a motivator, which is is awesome. And I think a lot of people like our age group, we kind of see this path and it's like, you can either go this way or you can go this way, which is like, check out or I've got all this passion that I can, you know, infuse and give to this younger generation, but nobody's listening.
1: Well, you know, I think we're all in what I call a concussed consciousness. We are so overwhelmed with information. We have access to so much, but we have to realize that we only have one asset and that's time. And our time is driven by how our attention is controlled or recruited, so to speak. So when I look at things, I understand that every single second of your day in this medium is a competition for your what? Your attention. And what is your attention worth? Time is money. So time and everything that we do on this thing is monetized. We're not interested in, in talking about the reward system like this, the standardized reward system where, you know, you get a prize for doing your job. This is more of a scalability of competition. Where I look at it is right now we live in a world that's uh, compete against everyone when in actuality it's. We have to focus now on how we compete for ourselves and each other. And so, when I look at the scalability, all of us—you, uh, me, Ryan, everybody—that the five or ten people that might be listening. Hi, mom. You know that <laughs> those, those people we all we all communicate symbolically, whether it's through you know the way we speak, our body language. In my perspective, every ounce of what we do is a process of communication. But what is the communication really communicating? Competition on multiple levels. And you realize that the people, at least the way we were growing up, the people that uh, compete at the highest level, commit at the highest level. And I think that when you're messing around with what people have choices to do. I think we should have multiple choices. But at the same time, we have to realize we have a limited amount of time. And we may actually have a true calling. We may actually have, if we're not just mimicking what everybody else has taught us to do, you know, you bring co-practics, which is what I've developed. Co-practics is a communications theory of competitive culture taking from your culture of one, I'm a culture of one, but we're cultures of many, but our language is shared. And so are the categorization of each of us, the stereotypes of each of us. And so many of those things are just representative and symbolic. My goal is to get beyond the brand of who we're supposed to be and really start looking at who we really are. And that's very difficult because most of our potential, at least, Most of that which wants to compete for us and create the life that we want is underdeveloped, under-recruited, and undervalued. So until we take control of all of our assets within the time that we have, and we take the opportunity to develop as much of us as we can authentically, where we can be better communicators, the better we can communicate ourselves, the better we are as complete competitors. And that's the drive for me, is to make sure that anybody of any age, race, creed, or color, any symbol of what you are, know that there's more of you to discover than there has ever been developed. And I don't care what your level of education is, because we've been educated to feed a system, not necessarily to the benefit of us as complete people, and how we might be able to work together. Again, this is a a grand theory, but at 54 years old, I'm ready to go after it because I've seen more that tells me that I'm, I'm in the ballpark. I don't need to be right anymore. I want to learn on the fly. And so that's my motivation to do this today. And, 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 and that's why when you called me and we were talking about this, I think our perspectives have great insight. You with your years in, in, in media and you've seen how this thing has changed from the inside out. And, and we both have strong opinions Are the opinions on this show ours or are they variations of other people's? And we can have all those, but I think it's more important for us to dive deeper into who we are and what we have left to do and what we have to bring to this thing. And so that's where my direction is, you know, is to work with you and work with Ryan and work with our guests in the future from all walks of life. And hear their perspectives where we all start maybe with a singular perspective but then see how it breaks down and what's real and what's not and what we can use to get better. That's where we are right now, at least from my perspective.
0: Yeah, no, we were talking on one thing that kept coming up um, that I was interested to hearing from you was this, this passion, right? I mean, both of us have a sport, we have a sports background, right? So uh, we both ran track together Well, you didn't run so much, but uh, I did. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, you know, we, we come from that background, which is that, when you're growing up and you're you know it takes a team to get everything accomplished and which is an awesome awesome thing but the passion for it the passion to be involved in sports and it's and in sports it's pretty simple it's basic like first person to cross the finish line wins right hopefully they're doing it clean that's that's the main thing and working with a group of people to achieve a common goal which is pretty amazing and people from all different backgrounds which is when you accomplish a goal together like that from all different backgrounds is amazing it doesn't matter where you came from you're all having that same sort of thing then you take take that and transition that into life which is amazing to me is that it's not so simple now the politics come into play and especially our generation we've seen some advancements in different things I mean with the social media world exploding within the last I mean you could probably say in the last 15 years at the most, and it has just changed everything and talk about kind of going beyond the brand, which is what we were we were talking about. So for us, I think a lot of people, our generation, you know, I was forced into social media because of working in the media. And they told us, you know, you got to go in, you've got you to gotta get the most likes and post things. And, and I didn't want to post stuff. I mean, I'd rather talk about the issues or give the news of what we were supposed to do, you know, mm-hmm. weather, sports, whatever it is. And all of a sudden, all these media companies started going for clicks and likes and stuff. And it's ruined. I think it's the slow death of the news media world. You're going to start seeing that happen, much like the newspapers. But I wanted to pass on my passion. And I'm like, I just became disenchanted with the whole uh, media world and just thought, what's next? And I thought, well, this is the best way to do it. Because two of us could talk about something and then give our own experiences and our own thoughts and then pass that on, hopefully. And Hopefully it can be successful and people might listen. Hi, mom. And all that sort of stuff, you know. So, but um, the one thing that I always picked up on with you was the passion. And the passion never dies. And I think in our generation right now, I've met so many people that maybe they're going through a divorce. Maybe they've lost their job. Um, You know, a situation that I was in, a station was bought. And, you know, I was bought out of my contract. And it's like, what's next? Well, I don't like doing this anymore. So what's the next thing? And I think finding that passion for a lot of folks, especially in the Gen X age, is very important.
1: Well, I think it's important. I think it's probably the most important thing that we have because passion manifests in when it's not developed and it's there. It can be as negative as it can be positive and creative. It can be just as destructive self-destruction. We, we, we're, we're looking at a lot of different things out there that I don't pretend to have the answer to. But, you know, there's there's so much in what you're talking about is when I work from, you know, in, in athletics, but I scale out everything that I've studied and communications theory and just, you know, peak performance, motivation, student development, human development, all that stuff kept coming back to one thing. How does a person communicate their competitive nature, and it comes down to the two things. Where are we competing in our life? How were we prepared to compete in our life? How were we never developed to compete? Because competition is you're either competing or you're not, but it's still competition. In our world, it's it's broken down to binary. Everything is binary. Our zeros and ones are technology, but it's also the way we we were brought up to look at not only other people, but as ourselves. And that's if you're winning or you're losing. And seemingly there was no in between. But I believe, truthfully, we're recruited back and forth between what I call archetypes in action, where we, like you just said, you've been on the broadcast news. I've been in college football as a recruiter, as a Division One assistant coach, as a head football coach for nearly a quarter of a century. And I've been involved with football as a player and everything else since the age of seven years old. So football is something that I learned that you have to run into what you are going to eventually find. You have to stop competing against yourself and start competing for yourself. And for every single person, that is completely and utterly unique. There is no single game plan. You don't have to follow somebody else's habits you have to learn how you compete in your communication of your day-to-day life. While we all have cell phones and we upgrade our cell phones whenever we're told to upgrade the OS or <laughs> if we, you know, get overburdened with, with you know advertising saying this is iPhone eighty seven. Um, you know, I'm not working for iPhone. Um, but you know, the, the point is is that when we're when we are recruited, conditioned to consume information that leads us to purchasing product. Not to say that that anything is bad. I'm not. I'm saying when we look at our default mechanism of what motivates us, what triggers us, what is our routine to achieve the reward, some people it's just about triggers waking up in the morning, going through the routine of the day, and then sleeping at the end of the night because that's what they have to do, or they don't get to sleep at night because they have to work two or three jobs, or kids don't have parents that are motivating them, that all they have is social media, but they have something, and the whole point is, is that all of us are being motivated and recruited to believe certain things about ourselves. And some of us are born the way you and I were, and that is brought up to run through a brick wall if a coach told you to. You know, it was, you had no choice. If you you lost, lose like a professional and learn from the loss to get better and never ever quit. And I don't think that, I don't think that our competition is in trouble. I think the communication of our competition is in trouble. When you lose, you lose only for a short period of time until you get back after it again. And then you go back towards that, that goal where you find something else in your life. But I realize that the greatest field of play is internally. It's the way we're wired. It's the way we believe it's the team that we have inside of ourselves. You have to remember, we're made up of billions and billions of microorganisms that are holding this thing together to give us the illusion that we are one and uh, one person that we're an individual. We're actually part of a greater team that we don't have reverence for to the degree that we, I think we need to. And when we start looking at ourselves as truly individuals and I think the one way that I can prove that each of us is completely unique under the world, even though we're categorized, objectified, put in all these different stereotypes, all of us, we have to remember that each of us communicates completely who we are. And we are walking, talking, living, breathing social networks. This technology mimics us. We have to remember that. We don't compete against the technology. The technology is a tool. But today we have put it up on a pedestal. It is uh, it is our it is our you know our main thing that we look at. It's our goal because what does it provide? At least the way that it's set up now is validation. You know, as you get older, I think you read more. I think you study more. I think you utilize the internet for for what it might do to help enhance your life, as much as it takes away your time getting caught up in the rigmarole of scrolling or whatever you're watching. So. My goal here is to bring back our time a little bit, compete for each other, learn a little something about every person that we have on this show, identify potential that no one else has talked about. And who cares if it's just your mom and my mom watching, we're fine. Right. Is your mom watching? Uh, watching. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, the long story short of it is I, I think that as we look, Uh, going forward, it's about identifying the areas where maybe we don't compete completely in our lives and how we can build a team together through little interactions, through little bits of coaching, where we can learn something from Generation Z and Generation, you know, the Millennials or Generation Y, but Generation X, we were lucky in one way. We only had technology introduced in the game form where our lives were still outside. And that's not to say that our kids aren't doing that. I'm not gonna cliche entire generations. My my other focal point was educational technology integration. So I was at the forefront of putting computers into classrooms in the late nineties and teaching teachers how to use that technology. And that dynamic shift went from millennials to Gen Z, where it was introduced into the classroom And then Gen Z has a walking, talking, living, breathing AI down its neck, you know, and and that's kind of where we are. And I think that we have to be better communicators. We have to see more of the potential of people. We have to drill down into that potential. And ultimately, we have to be part of that success and then get out of the way so that that person or ourselves can move on and continue to develop in our lives. I think that's really what this podcast is about to me.
0: Yeah. Talk a little bit about what it is that you started there. I'm always curious about the, the you bring I've read about it a little bit. We've talked about a little bit, but your philosophy going into it. And um, I mean, you've had quite a lot of success with some of the people that you've, I guess, coached. I I don't know how, I mean, you're known as the coach. So I guess uh, what, what is it that you, how'd you start it? What was the idea behind it?
1: Well, I think from a very early age, I could always feel a person's pain. I, I don't know what it was, but this was something that I could identify when somebody was telling me something. I could always find like this little micro expression of something that just wasn't right or they were trying to hold it in reserve, or it was creating a hesitation in a person. And I think as even a very young child, I gravitated to people not to make things right, but to let them know that I'm I'm here. And that- then as I got a little bit older, I started having plausible answers for things, you know, just from communicating with people. And then when I got into playing football and, and kind of being an on the field coach, um, then I realized that, over time I wanted to get into education or to be a writer and things that very creative when I was a kid and I still am, this is the creativity of it. I felt mm-hmm. like I had to funnel all of my efforts into the one thing that I thought I could never do. And that is make a difference in another person's life, not by telling them what to do or having them follow my lead, but for seeing something in them, as we call it in our family, the diamond in the rough and seeing <laughs> that unique snowflake in a person. In Buffalo, we know snowflakes, okay? We're called the city of good neighbors for a reason. Because no matter where we're from, you know, we we seem to find something good in each other. And that was really honed. I know we're known for buffalo chicken wings and things of that nature, but I think really the key to where we grew up is that we spent a lot of time inside with the people that we love. And Mm -hmm. then we get together at sporting events. Then we get together in bars. We we talk face-to-face. And the older we get, the less I see of that interaction in younger people. And I'm I'm not just dealing with groups of people that are 17 to 21 years old. I'm dealing with, you know, kids in their, not kids, adults in their mid-20s changing careers three or four times, you know. Uh, You know, men and women in our age group that are like, what do I do now? You know, I've done everything I was supposed to. I got a mortgage. I got, you know, I I put my kids through college and, you know, my spouse died or my spouse had cancer. And when real life competes against us, that's when we have to be consummate and complete competitors or we will lose sooner than we have to. It's my belief that we're recruited elsewhere all the time anyway. That's why we break down here because we've always part of the larger game plan. Now, whatever your faith is on that, that's your faith. But when I look at it from the scalability of competition at all levels, that energy never dies and all of these things that we talk about, I think that there is a very passionate, precise and professional way about going to develop each other. And that way we can, we can discuss critical issues as long as we, we, we think critically. As long as we can come to an agreement that, yeah, we may not agree, but you know what? I love you for your perspective. You love me for my perspective. And hey, we may never cross our way this way again, but, but you know what? Maybe we affected each other just a little bit in a productive manner, not necessarily positive, but thought-provoking, productive, and maybe, just maybe, something jostles loose that you say, wow, I... I never thought of it that way. Or maybe this is still cliche, old white guy talk. Who knows? But whatever it is, it's got to start from somewhere. And Mm -hmm. I want to speak beyond the brand of traditional competition. I want people to to embrace who they are. And and I want to hear about you. I want to hear about all of our guests. You know, and I want to share what I go through. But only towards a common good, not to bitch and complain and whine and just (laughs) Blame everybody. I'm so sick and tired of the, of the lack of ability for constructive conversation. Yes. Everything's going to blow up in your face. All of your bullshit's going to blow up. But what is left standing is your truth. And we have to dig out of whatever we're in together to see potential in each and every one of us, in spite of the way we symbolically communicate and look. We're more, there's more to us than that, and I, I've seen that thousands of times in my life, and I'm standing by it, and I believe in team humanity like crazy. You know, I call it a humanity team. You know, it's a it's a team of individuals that are trying to find their own truth or just survive the contest of life, and, and I think if we can become greater communicators, we will become greater competitors, and it won't be just versus one another. Which will always have our games, we'll always have our sport, but maybe we can dwindle down the war and the hate, and who knows what could come out of this? But that's why my brain is wide open, and and the scope is people, and and learning who they are through conversation and coaching yep. and mentorship, and just experience the experience of other human beings without expectation of delivery of reward, because the experience should be enough and it is enough for us to learn or just pass it by
0: so that's
1: really you
0: know yeah and we could talk to people about that i mean that's going to be our goal is we'll talk to a bunch of people that have either been successful or struggled and you know both in sports and in business and things like that um and a lot of things that i can offer to that is the the media perspective the communication side of it i mean i remember when Man, when do we get a computer? The Commodore VIC-20, I think it was, <laughs> like back in the early 80s. And I remember yeah. it was set up in my house. My dad had got it for Christmas. And uh, my mom goes, that is the end of society as we know it. Mm, and I thought that was, it was spot on because you've seen it. Now people just get locked on to their computer or they get locked on to their TikTok or their Facebook. And, you know, you're no, no longer do you know your neighbor. You know, like the way we grew up, you knew your neighbor, you knew your postman. I remember like, gosh, my postman would come by when I was shooting hoops in the in the driveway and would like put down his bag and shoot some hoops with me for a while. Yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. You used to get on your bike and ride off and you'd hear the heard somebody whistle for dinner and that's when you know to come home. Things have certainly changed for the next generation. And uh, we could talk about that. That's kind of yeah. like, but um the, the What I can provide is the communication aspect. I mean, I still watch the news and I go, you don't know what to believe. You don't know who's telling the truth. Most of the times they're reporting from stuff and reporting on things that are not even there. Um, So I can give that aspect and, you know, just about the communication side of that and and the BS they all put on social media, (laughs) which is plenty, just to get some clicks um, and say controversial things just to say Mm -hmm. it, just to get somebody to watch them.
1: Well, I think that your your position there, when you even scale it out, it's to the greater how are we coached? How are we yes. recruited? And what have we allowed ourselves? I will never go against this tremendous experiment of democracy. I love it. But I think that we have to constantly prune it like we are pruned. You know, this information isn't that we get. The way it's presented to us is not without competitive you know reward mechanisms Yeah we can if our time to listen is filled with some of and it, and it works on our fears again i i my dad was an advertisement i learned everything i could ever learn about how people are motivated to to buy, to consume. And I have no problem with that. I love that our country is able to provide people with opportunities and experiences. But I think, obviously, we can get way, way out of balance. And that's yeah. what I think is the key here. You know, we, we have, you know, like when I talk to young people, I say, what is your greatest competition right now? It's who owns your time. And I think it's it's prevalent to all mm-hmm. of us. Because who owns your time? If you aren't talking about something you know to be true, utterly true, tested and measurable about yourself, then what are you doing talking about anything except to regurgitate what somebody else has whispered in your ear or you saw on a meme or you, you, you know you heard in some podcast? My goal is not to tell anybody what to do. Like you say, from your perspective the scalability from somebody that sat in the middle of the ring for 28 years at network broadcasting, who won an Emmy award. Good morning, America. You covered sports too. You know, <laughs> I had to do better diligence and better study. No,
0: you're fine. No, no, no. But two is
1: perfect. Bottom sports line is. Sports
0: broadcasting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, you've seen the machine from the inside out. Oh, yeah. And now we crawl in the machine. We talk on this machine. We try to convince ourselves that AI and quantum computers are, you know, it's not going to be the demon that we think it is, but it's also not going to be the savior that people think it is because it's programmed by people and we are coached by people. We are sold to by people. We have to find a greater balance between our virtual expectations and our visceral realities. You know, I mean, there's only what is that reality? You are breaking down at the same time you're trying to build a life. You age. And by the time you get to where you really know what the F you're talking about, you're running out of time. So before that happens to me, I want to get everything out and I'm going to be as idealistic and naive as a 54 year older can be, because ultimately (laughs) I've made a difference in more people's lives. And they've made a difference in my life. And I'm going to back my experience. But my experience, again, is mine. But mine is scalable as yours is scalable. And how do other people, how do we overlap? How are we in the same ocean together? How are we breathing the same air together? How are we experiencing this life together? And the bottom line is winning or losing results in one thing, trauma, trauma. And like losing your job, losing your spouse, watching my wife go through cancer for three years it took me off the sideline of being a head football coach, which is a dream of mine my entire life. But I'm different now. I can't go back to the X's and O's. I got to go to the yes's and no's and find out what people really know about themselves because that's where the competition is. If you can build relationships with people based on who they truly are, not what you expect them to be we have a chance of doing something with the technology rather than just monetizing who we are. We can start to work for us in an altruistic way to ultimately make us better competitors. And that's what this podcast is about. How do you become a more complete competitor? You know, you, you said I was dejected. I was down. I was beat up from 28 years of giving your whole life to this thing. And now ultimately (laughs) You know, and what do you and what do you do? You got a question. Well, is it because I'm older? Is it because I'm not diverse enough? Is it because I, wh- whatever? You know, those thoughts all go through our mind, but they can't be where we stop, because no one can determine who we're going to be next except
0: us. Yeah. And well, I love, I love yeah. something that you said right there was uh, that I love is time. Like, who owns your time? Like, I want to own my own time. You know. And so I, I think this is what this podcast is also about. So we can own it,
1: you know. Yeah, we and can, I, I agree, and,
0: and it's it's our time, and ho- and then we can expand it to everybody else, and hopefully pass along some good messages and give a little insight to both our backgrounds and our expertise. Sorry, I got a dog here who's just trying to get through. No, Tucker, uh, no. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. So I think that's the overall vision of this entire thing, and we're speaking of time. I don't want to go too long today just because we want to get people at least initially interested in that. And, um, you know, this is going to be the voice of Gen X, but we emphasize the pilky, the Y and pilky and the Z and bars because we're X, Y, Z. So hopefully we can speak to, you know, everyone, not just our generation. Of course, that's our focus um, just because our experience as well. I didn't know you were 54 now, man. You're getting old.
1: Uh, You know, as long as my wife keeps chasing me around the house, I'll be young. You know, she's catching me now because I am getting old. I'm getting a lot older. But anyway, that's that old white guy banter, by the way. But you know, it, it you know, I, I what I love about this is that we kind of brought it to the conclusion now, and that is because our subtitle is A Time to Lead Together. And yes. that's the real premise of this is I don't want us to stand on pedestals saying listen to us, because we are the next generation. No, nope, that time is past. You know, we've got two 80-year-old grandfathers, you know, divvying up the, the power in our country. And we got a handful of billionaires and, <laughs> and you know stars and a, but we also have tremendous teachers, tremendous civic leaders, tremendous yep. law enforcement, tremendous neighborhoods. We have more going for us now than we ever have in human history. And now in order so we don't lose it is we have, to, we have to dig down a little bit deeper. We have to drill down into one another. We have to look beyond the shade of our skin, our belief, who we love, all that stuff. Believe whatever you want to believe about that stuff. Don't change who you are. I'm not telling you to do that. This podcast will never tell you to do that. If you have a belief okay. system, the only way you're going to be a guest on this is, hey, bring your belief, but be willing to listen to others. Have a critical perspective. And where did your stuff come from? And is it going to stand up over time? Or is time, like everything else, running out on all of us? So, you know, you can live your life the way you're going to live it. I'm going to compete consistently to the day I die for others. And that's what I want to pour my passion into. I want, I want you to go beyond your 28 years. I want you to go beyond an icon with two Emmys. You know, nice job, mom. His mom, um, <laughs> mom, you didn't raise me well enough to get an Emmy, but thank you, I appreciate it. Oh, you, um, you a just buy a ring.
0: It's really <laughs> not too difficult. You just buy them. I will give you a whole story on those. I mean, really, if <laughs> I can win an Emmy, the whole thing is like, you know, I don't trust it. The whole well, thing,
1: <laughs> you know, not to under not to underscore the reward system, but it yeah, if you're doing your job in an excellent way, and that's why we talked about earlier. How do we lead going forward together? because we need generation X. We need generation Y. We need generation Z. And what I always call it is you bring generation, you bring this generation, they bring you. And it's a constant feeding and filling the gaps. And so that way we move the world together, but in our own way, you know, and I always end everything I ever say, and it's kind of corny, but you know, we talk about you bring 1.com and the you bring one approach the idea is we're accountable for everything that we have inside of us we're accountable for everything that we say we're accountable for everything that we do we have to forgive ourselves and others and we have to forgive our mistakes along the way as long as they're not destroying other people's lives and we have to grow from those things and that's my hope is to help people not to tell people how to live their lives or what to do but to listen to other people that have lived other lives and listen to what those lives and those experiences have taught them and yeah. if we can overlap those things consistently with fully informed ways of approaching things then we we're very lucky to have those opportunities to do this and to kind of not drop our responsibility in the world but to take, if you can see yourself as an alpha or whatever, the A and alpha has to stand for accountability. If you're going to lead, you can't compete against everybody all the time. You have to compete for everybody all the time. And that's the way it's going to affect all of us. And that's the way we're going to lead moving forward all together in my book. Might be a little naive, yeah. but that's all right. I'd rather have it No, I, think, I think it's...
0: I think it's a great way to sum things up right there. I love what you just said. And uh, I feel like this has been a great therapy session for me right now. So <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, Scotty. Um, and hopefully we'll just do this once a week and also gain a little me. traction. And we'll get some people uh, involved as well. And, um, yeah, Voices of Gen X, um, you know, time to lead. Pilkey and Barr is here. So uh, thanks for uh, spending a little time with us. And uh, hope we weren't too long-winded. We'll do it again next week. All right, Scotty?
1: You got it. Thanks. Great job,